Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. How many of you uh, out there feel that your business cannot operate without you? That you are so vital to the operation that you cannot leave even for a week or two, sometimes not even for a day or two, without the whole place falling apart? The fact of the matter is that you should have no trouble getting out of your business, if and when you want to. If you can't, it's probably because there is a chronic situation of staff and executives in your company brushing off the non-existence formula. Now, we taught you about non-existence, or non-E, as we call it for short, in our last episode, in this continuing series of episodes on Mr. L. Ron Hubbard's discovery of the operating states of existence, or conditions, that all living things pass through as they increase their survival, or as they drop in survival, and the precise formulas that, when applied, brings one up the conditions. So we've been doing a continuing series. I think this is maybe number 11 in that series. If you're following this in sequence, the last one was actually a review episode on the non-existence formula because we did cover it earlier in business-wise, and it's quite thorough, actually. I re-listened to it. It's very thorough, and it's quite complete. So if you haven't listened to it yet, I strongly recommend it to you because it describes the non-existence condition and its formula in detail. But Mr. Hubbard also discovered a need for an expanded non-existence formula. Why? Because this formula, I would say, in my observation over many years of working with the members, is very peculiar in its ability to be brushed off as a formula. And Mr. Hubbard made that observation as well. And when it does get brushed off by employees in particular in an organization, it automatically spells more work for others, especially you if you are the business owner or the founder of the organization. You will discover staff and executives in your organization, particularly if you're continually being pulled down into the organizing board and you are having to function and carry a lot of the work yourself, and it always seems to come to you, you will discover that you have employees or staff or executives that have never fully come out of non-existence, and yet they think they have. This is what makes non-E kind of interesting. Individuals will think that they have done the formula when they haven't. They might even be operating on a post for years and think they're doing perfectly well. They may even have, you know, some statistics to show you that are uptrending or this or that. The problem is they're not really providing everything that's needed and wanted from that position because they brushed off the non-existence formula. And so Mr. Hubbard did write an expanded version of the formula, and that's what we're going to go over today because you may discover if there are people in your group that need to do the expanded non-existence formula to really fully get out of non-E. Understanding the non-E formula expanded and applying it properly and seeing that others do will take you a long ways along on working your way out of your business. It's lack of application and it's far more common than you think. 
is an important factor in why you are stuck, quote-unquote, to your business. So the article by Mr. Hubbard is dated 8 November 1975 and simply entitled Non-Existence Formula Expanded. We're going to cover a bunch of it. I don't know if we'll cover every line of it. It starts out by saying, Many staff misapply the new post non-existence formula or the non-existence formula by stats. Just as an aside, you can see someone go into non-existence statistically by a very severe drop in statistics. You're looking at the statistics and they they go into non-existence, literally. It's even a steeper drop than danger which we will be covering in a future episode. So back to the reference, he says, many staff misapply the new post non-existence formula or the non-existence formula by stats and then wonder why they seem to continue in trouble. Now, this is a symptom. So uh, I'm talking about the non-existence formula expanded as you might apply it to an employee. You might need to apply expanded non-existence as a company or as an entrepreneur, one of the indicators of an employee that is in need of doing the non-existence formula expanded, one of the indicators that you might need to do the non-existence formula expanded, he covers it right here, seem to continue in trouble. If it's mysterious, you know, the person has been working on their job and they're working hard and they're trying to provide what's needed and wanted, but they just keep, they just seem to keep getting into trouble. They probably need to do this formula. There's a, there's a reason why they keep pulling in nonsense. And anyway, he goes on and says this. Executives sometimes wonder why certain staff personnel never seem to be able to do anything right. And out of exasperation, go into a phase one. What is phase one? Phase one means that you're doing the work. All you're getting others to help. That's the actual definition. But if you're, why am I always getting in here? You know, you hear this from technical experts like a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant. And they, you know, they bring on associates or individuals that are supposed to be lightening their load, and they don't seem to lighten their load that much. In fact, sometimes they increase their load because they're always having to compensate for the mistakes of the technical personnel that they bring on board. Of course, that can apply to any position. You can have a salesperson that just never seems to quite come through, and you're saddled with all the sales. So, resources that you're bringing on board, facilities that you're bringing on board to make your life easier are not making your life easier. Why? Because they're not doing the non-existence formula expanded. They're brushing off the non-existence formula. So easy to do. And a chronic situation, as a matter of fact. You know, I, I've had experience where unbelievable, you know, amounts of developed unnecessary traffic coming from individuals who's, who have held a position for quite a while. And it's like, but never, ever made an attempt, sometimes not even made an attempt. Sometimes there's an attempt there. Maybe you get a written dispatch saying, you know, hey, I'm the new this or that, and these are my duties, and what do you need and want? And then so you answer that, and you provide them sometimes quite detailed. Well, you know, by the way, this formula has the responsibility that when you are asked for what's needed and wanted, that you do provide it in detail. So you can find your cause in this. If you have employees that are not coming out of non-existence, 
and you are stuck with their work all the time, you might ask yourself, am I actually providing the information that they are even asking for? But quite commonly, the information is not even being asked for. And that is where you really need to keep this non-existence formula expanded in your back pocket. Okay, so he goes on to say this. Actually, I'm going to repeat the earlier sentence. Executives sometimes wonder why certain staff personnel never seem to be able to do anything right and out of exasperation go into a phase one and wind up handling the whole area themselves. There's another symptom. They're getting in trouble all the time. You're handling all the work all the time. This should point out to you that you need to have someone do the non-existence formula expanded. Okay, so he says the answer is a misapplication of and not really doing the non-existence formula on post. Post is an area of responsibilities and duties of an individual. That's called, a, we use the word post commonly in the Hubbard Management System. Uh, he goes on to say this, recent experience has shown that even experienced executives and staff members have not in fact ever come out of non-existence. And where the org, short for organization, and where the org runs at all, it is carried on the back of one or two key seniors. Chronic situation. You run into this all the time in organizations, even the large ones. It's really just one or two people that seem to be carrying the ball all the time. And you got these other guys that are maybe trying, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they're not, but they've never done the non-existence formula properly. They, never, they need to do the non-existence formula expanded. And, um, and he says, even experienced executives and staff members. So don't be fooled just because a person's been with you for a couple of years or been with you forever or bringing on somebody that's got all this experience and all this know-how. But, you know, these indicators, these, these two things, they're always in trouble and you're always doing all the work. These things are indicators that you may need to do this non-existence formula expanded. Okay, quite common. So he says here, Mr. Harvard goes on to say the phrase quote, find a communication line, end quote, is shortened down by too many to locating somebody's in-basket and dropping a, quote, needed and wanted, end quote, request in it. This is not really finding a communication line. We went over a lot of examples in the last episode, the review episode that we just republished, uh, ways to find a communication line, the confusion between finding a communication line and creating a communication line. A lot of people have those two things mushed, and it causes endless trouble. Again, Mr. Hubbard, quote, to handle any post, you have to have information and furnish information. Where this is not done, the person finds himself doing projects that get rejected, projects that have to be redone, restraints put on his actions, and finds himself sinking down the conditions. He gets in bad with his seniors because he doesn't acquire and doesn't furnish the vital information of what is going on. Again, Mr. Hubbard, his words, it is a duty of any staff member, new on post or not, all capital letters, to round up the communication lines that relate to his post, find out who needs vital information from him, and get those lines in, in, in as a continuing action. Now, let's face it. To some extent, you're always going to be doing a non-existence formula. There's new people coming around. There's new relationships being created. So, you know, all of these things, you may have been on post for quite some time, but there's always a call to do, you know, a new 
expanded non-existence formula because there's new factors coming into play here. There's new things to discover about that post as it's developing. So he says here, you find out who needs vital information from him and get those lines in, in, in as a continuing action. And he goes on to say, when a person fails to do just that, he never comes out of non-existence. He isn't even up to danger because nobody knows they are even bypassing him. In other words, when a staff member does not do that, in the eyes of the organization, he is simply a zero. Orders being issued by him usually wind up canceled when discovered by some senior because they are not real. Joe was already handling it. Bill's schedule was thrown out by it. Treasury yells, how come this expensive? DevT. DevT is short for developed unnecessary traffic. It's all the noise and nonsense that is not productive, that is not leading to progress. And he goes on, he says, pretty soon when staff hears it's so-and-so's order, they just ignore it. So you'd be surprised how many people around, they're issuing direction and order without any kind of reality. They don't really know what's going on on the ground. This is particularly easy to fall into when you're doing remote management. You're handling a branch office or you're handling an area that's not directly in view. It's very easy to go out reality because you don't have adequate information lines created. You're not really assessing what exactly is needed and wanted. And so direction goes out there and you go, what the heck? This, this communication is being ignored. And it could very well be that you, as the originator of the communication, never completed the non-existence formula properly. And so it just seems like it's unreal or, you know, need you to go out there and round up all the customers from the last 30 days and put them in a room and give them a seminar. Wait a minute, though. Our last 30 customers came from 800 miles away or something. You know, they're all in different cities. And now we're being ordered to round them all up and deliver a seminar to them. Like, how the hell are we supposed to be doing this now? It's not real. Why? The information lines are not established. The person issuing the orders never came fully out of non-existence or you never fully came out of non-existence and you're not providing the information. So, but somewhere in there, people are unreal to each other. They're non-existent to each other. And so things start to get ignored. Direction starts to be unreal and ignored. Symptomatic of a lack of application to this formula. Okay. Pretty soon when staff hears it's so-and-so's order, they just ignore it. The bright hopes of such a staff member usually wind up as hopes he will be able to get transferred. The sooner, the better. Everybody is against him. But what really happened? You know, you have a, just a simple post like a receptionist. I'm trying to do my job as best I can. I'm providing the information. I'm routing the phone calls. And are not aware that they're actually part of the non-existence formula. They're supposed to be making people feel welcome, make the uh, waiting room experience something that is friendly and comfortable and so on, never really clarify these points on their job. So they're all over there ignoring the people sitting in their waiting room while they are handling phone calls and efficiently routing particles and this and that, but missing out on an important part of their job. And, and people are like mad at them all the time. And why, you know, I'm getting these complaints from our uh, customers and so on. Not done the non-existence formula expand. Okay. He says he never applied the non-existence formula for real, and so he stayed in non-existence. His actions do not coordinate because he does not have the lines to give or receive information. And I just, I'm going to read this next paragraph, and I love this paragraph. Very short one, but it's, very, it's a very important 
datum. He says, it is really and factually not up to anyone else to round up his lines for him any more than it is up to others to do his breathing for him. The inhale and exhale of an organization is a take and give of vital information and particles. Remember that. This is breathing. This give and take of information, you know, these slowdown times on answering dispatches or communications or emails and so forth, you may as well be cutting off your own breath. This is what makes an organization an organization, a living, breathing thing, because people are in communication with each other. If you've observed phenomenal sports teams operating, you'll see the almost mystical communication that goes on between the participants. I, I've watched this in musical groups, so the way they seem to always pick up on each other and know, you know when, to, when to jump in and when not to and improvise, and it's just wonderful to watch. You can miss this incredible interplay of communication that can be going on within that group. You know, little signs and just a look and an emotion and a way somebody plucks a string. It's just they pick up on each other like without even any kind of question. That's a real team. And that's what you want within your organization. That's what you get when everyone is properly out of non-existence and they've assembled. These are the lines of information I need. And these are the lines where I need to provide information. And that is achieved through proper application of the non-existence formula. Okay. He goes on. He says, any staff member who finds himself in apparent non-existence, liability, or worse, should rush around and find the comm lines, short for communication lines, should rush around and find the comm lines that apply to his activity and post and insist that he be put on those lines. And he goes on to say this, havoc. And phase one, you got havoc going on, you got a little bit of chaos going on, you're in phase one, you're doing all the work yourself. He says, havoc and phase one occur where the bulk of the staff has omitted to get themselves on important comm lines and keep those lines flowing. Do not send to find why the stats are down if 90% of your staff is in non-existence or worse simply because they never really found any comm lines. You know, you're listening to this and you're probably asking yourself, I wonder if I have this situation. Look, take a good hard look because it's way more common than you think. Have you got havoc in phase one going on and you seem to... All, this is the thing that my members come back to me uh, again and again. Well, you know, I keep getting dragged down into the business. I'm you know, I'm so busy and I can't take time off and I can't make time for this and I'm still working at nine o'clock at night. You probably have this going on. It's a pretty safe bet that the non-existence formula is not being properly uh, executed within your group. And how are you supposed to expand like that? You know, I can never seem to get beyond eight staff. Why? If you make sure that every single person in your organization is fully out of non-existence, you're going to be begging for more staff. You're going to be hiring like crazy. Just make sure that the formula is being followed. And if the formula won't be followed and you're doing, you're doing your darndest to get people to follow the formula, then, of course, that could be an indicator the person doesn't belong in your group in the first place. All right. So now 
He now gives you this additional formula, the expanded non-existence formula. So I quote from Mr. Hubbard, Therefore, the expanded non-existence formula is, one, I'm going to go through these pretty quickly because we already covered a lot of this in the earlier episode, but I'll go through these one by one. One, find and get yourself on every comm line you will need in order to give and obtain information relating to your duties and materiel. So he's taken that first step of the formula and expanded it. Find your communication line. Now it's more expanded. Two, make yourself known along with your post title and duties to every terminal. Now, a terminal is a giver and receiver of communication. An organization is made up of lines and terminals and the particles that flow on those lines. So that's what he means by a terminal. So the receptionist is a terminal, the salesman's a terminal, the uh, doctor's a terminal, the technician is a terminal. They're all terminals and they're all supposed to be containing the confusion of their posts, right? So he says, two, make yourself known along with your post title and duties to every terminal you will need for the obtaining of information and the giving of data. Three, discover from your seniors and fellow staff members and any public your duties may require you to contact what is needed and wanted from each. That's common. What do the public need and want? You better learn about that. I'm going to do some more episodes on surveys because uh, surveys is a lost technology in our group. I don't see a lot of members using surveys or certainly not using them properly, but we'll get into that more. But what does the public need and want? Really important question to ask, obviously. So he goes on. Four, do produce and present what each needs and wants that is in confirmation with policy. Don't go off policy. Don't use needs and wants like, yeah, I want free stuff. Free, yeah! And you violate your free service, free fall policy or something that you have in the organization that we're not giving this away or we're not, these are illegal discounts. Oh yeah, I wanted it. I want a bigger discount. Uh, make sure it's in alignment with policy before you go ahead and do it, but you still need that information. So step four, do produce and present what each needs and wants that is in confirmation with policy. Five, maintain your comm lines. Now this is an additional step. So, so far, we've expanded the first four steps of the non-existence formula that we covered in the last episode uh, from Mr. Hubbard, but now he's adding four more steps. Listen, five, maintain your comm lines that you have and expand them to obtain other information you now find you need on a routine basis. So, you're going to maintain those comm lines, all right, but you're also going to expand them as you need to on a routine basis. Six, Maintain your origination lines to inform others what you are doing exactly, but only those who actually need the information. So now you got to maintain these things. You created these lines. This is an origination line. That's these are people you report to. Maintain them. This is uh, commonly neglected. There's sometimes a need for a weekly report or daily reports and so forth. And uh, you're neglecting to send the information up. Don't be surprised. You start getting into trouble. You're not providing the information. You're not maintaining those origination lines. You're supposed to be originating information as well, okay? Seven, streamline what you are doing, producing, and presenting so that it is more closely what is really needed and wanted. So, okay, we have a pretty good idea of what's needed and wanted in our position. We're supposed to be uh, caring, interested in our public, 
uh, selling them only the services that they need, not being reasonable with them if they try to do something that uh, or to obtain something that is not what they need. And uh, we're going to be re- you know, responsible for enlightening them and educating them. This could all be part of a non-existence formula for a salesperson, for instance, right? How can I streamline that? How can I do this better? Maybe I need to have uh, better display materials. Maybe I need to create a better catalog or uh, a better presentation of what the organization offers. How can I streamline these things? I now have a much better idea of what's needed and wanted. How can I become more efficient at it? This is something you're reviewing on a continuing basis. So seven, streamline what you are doing, producing, and presenting so that it is more closely what is really needed and wanted. Eight, with full information being given and received concerning your products, do produce and present a greatly improved product routinely on your post. It's your breathing. It's your living. It's like acquiring information, streamlining what you're doing, expanding your communication lines as needed to get more information as the organization expands, as new people come on board and so on. It's part of being a live, living part of an organization that you are doing these eight steps expanded, non-existence formula expanded. So what you're providing on a routine basis is quote, a greatly improved product routinely on your post. That's the last step. If every member of your team gets these eight steps down and is thinking with them continually, routinely, you won't have any trouble getting out of your organization. You won't have this situation all the time of having to, I'm not saying it'll never happen, but you won't have this so routinely where you're stepping in, having to handle all the work and I'm doing everything. And why do I feel like I'm carrying this organization? This guy's not doing these eight steps. Get them doing these eight steps. If if you're the boss, then you shouldn't have any difficulty having people do these eight steps over and over again. And if they won't, uh, they drop into liability. They drop through doubt. You get rid of them. But if they do and they're continually climbing up the conditions and they're always looking at how they can streamline what they're doing and how they can improve what they're doing and produce a better product, a better service, and continually sort of no arrogance there. It's It's a very humble formula. I mentioned this last time in the last episode, that the non-existent formula is a very humble formula. You're always asking and looking what is needed and wanted, and how can I do this better? You know, the moment arrogance sets in, and I'm the best at this, and I know everything already, and there's nobody can teach me anything, and there's nothing I can learn from anyone, oh, you just just threw this formula out the window, and you just cut your own throat. You're going to be working your guts out, and you'll find that you often get into trouble. You're wondering, how come when I'm so so effective and so good at what I'm doing? Uh, you're good at, in your own universe, at least, but you're not doing what is needed and wanted or providing that, clearly. Otherwise, you'd be a hit. You're not a hit. If you're not a hit, don't go asking why. Review your non-existence formula. Okay, last paragraph from Mr. Hubbard. I can guarantee that if you do this, and write your info concisely so it is quick to grasp. That's a very important point, by the way. You can glut lines with information that is not needed or is so verbose that nobody wants to read it. Try to keep your reports stripped down and concise because uh, busy executives don't really like to read necessarily eight or 12 page reports. Speaking as a busy executive, I can attest to that. Okay. I can guarantee that if you do this and write your info concisely so it is quick to grasp and get your data in a form that doesn't jam your own lines, you will start on up the conditions for actual and in due course arrive in power. L. Ron Hubbard. 
Okay, there you go. This is the last episode on non-existence. I just, since we're being very thorough in our review of these formulas, we included this one, the non-existence formula, expanded by Mr. Hubbard. And I think you'll see if you start to use it, you will solve many problems you have heretofore not really figured out. All right. So that's it for this week. We will continue with the next formula up, next condition up, which is danger. That'll be your next week episode. Thank you very much for listening. Leave us a like uh, and comment. If you liked what you've learned, have something to say, write us at info at yzstress.org. We always love to hear from you. And that's it. We'll talk to you next week.